All right. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Not Just Dribble. My name is Derek Stein. With me today is Cody Cronin. What's up, Cody? Hey, man. What's going on, pal? Nothing much, man. I'm excited to talk all things basketball, focusing today on NBA All-Stars. I cannot believe we are already at this point in the season. Yeah, what are we like? And it seems for some reason that the season starts like later and later than ever. And last year with the uh, bubble, they were talking about starting it on like, Christmas as a potential start date. I don't know. Maybe the league should just shift that way and that way we just get more like summer basketball. Maybe. I mean, I'm certainly not opposed. I feel like basketball should be a summer sport. I mean, I know obviously the Olympics are like the big red flag here. Right. Uh, but we don't have the Olympics this year, right? So No, like, <laughs> no, we don't. And and also like with with the Olympics is like a lot of the NBA players now are like not considering playing in the Olympics. And honestly, I'm of the sorts that I kind of want to go back to like, let's play our college kids or like in the Olympics, like get them some more experience and like also like creates for more competitive Olympic games. That's definitely a, uh, a topic that should be addressed because it's a very good point that there's plenty of players that would just pass in the Olympics for a myriad of reasons. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think that's definitely worthy of conversation. Uh, but we are here today to talk about the All-Stars in what became a really competitive like list, mm-hmm. uh, which I, I think has been really exciting. I mean, I'm sure this is something anyone can say any given year. It's like, wow, the pool of players has just been terrific. But I think starting from the MVP race being right now a bona fide three-horse race, but for a good two months was easily a four-horse race with three or four honorable mentions. Yeah, I was about to say, I, I I still think that it could be any of, like, five guys, you know? And I feel, feel like right now it's like you may see some three people pulling away, but Steph Curry is not one of those three guys right now, and we've Correct. seen what he's been able to do in, like, two, three weeks. In two, three weeks, he may all of a sudden be like, okay, yeah, it's that guy. We forgot about him. Exactly. Uh, yeah, it the game of basketball is a game of runs, and that goes for players as well. That uh, a handful of guys could turn up, their team starts winning, all of a sudden, real conversations. Uh, so those honorable mention guys could turn into legit candidates. Some of those legit candidates could fall out if their team starts to be on a big slump. But I mean, to go back to your point about like how deep the All Star is this year, I I do think it is that case, and we can debate whether it's like the East is deeper, or the West is deeper. But at the end of the day, it's like we have guys on teams that are in the like Trey Young and the Hawks, like they're fighting to be in the play play in right now. But nobody can deny how awesome offensively Trey Young has been. Uh, we have like a team like the Spurs who are also fighting to be in a play in spot. Like I think they only have like maybe like twenty wins. If if no, they they're they're well short of twenty wins. They may have like fifteen wins. Right, they're I, struggling right now. But like they have a guy almost averaging a triple double at point guard, and yep. I think he just had a game recently where he had like ten. He had a triple double without any turnovers. So it's like right. So that's just how deep the talent pool is in the league and that we're not even talking about your top four teams in each in each conference and why they are where they are correct and we only get 12 guys yeah we got 12 guys to five and five and two wild cards and those yep. are really wild cards <laughs> absolutely legit wild cards yeah. all right uh so how do you want to exactly do this so let's do our first starting guards just get them out of the way we're just saying get them out of the way uh then we'll go to our forwards I think the starters are pretty easy. Uh, well, I say that, but we'll get to the forwards. I think that's going to be a little more complicated. I think sure. guards are easy. Sure. Okay, so 
Stephen Ja. Ja. Stephen Ja. Absolutely. Stephen Ja. Okay. So I, I will. I do want to shout out uh, Hoop Spaces in the locker room on Twitter real quick because on that space the night we did our All Star picks, I actually had Donovan Mitchell starting over uh, Ja Morant. Okay, well, that was also like a week before they went on this incredible like win streak, right? The Jazz, right. the Grizzlies, and the Jazz were that team, and we looked at that and we're like, okay, like why are the Jazz the third four C? Okay, Donovan Mitchell, like his numbers are either improving, def- are improving defensively. Actually, that's a fact, and offensively, we see him continue to just teeter around twenty four or twenty five with five assists. So it's like, and we see him closing out really, really huge games. But the truth is. Once Rudy Gobert went out, what happened to the Jazz? Like they're they they got bad. Yeah, my Donovan uh, Mitchell agenda took a serious hit. Uh, yeah. I, I was a, always have been a big proponent of Donovan Mitchell as the most important player to the Jazz. Rudy has a case of being the most impactful. I'm not denying that, but in terms of most important, raising the ceiling again, hot take ish. I'm sure, uh, but I'm going with Donovan and. I had that for a good two and a half weeks. I felt okay. But then this past two and a half weeks have not been great uh, because Ja has been MVP caliber, dare I say. And again, he's one of the honorable mentions, if anything, in the MVP race. But he and the Grizzlies have been terrific. And they overtook the Jazz briefly in the standings. So it's like, okay, I no longer have any argument to have Mitchell starting, which is already kind of a stretch. Well, yeah, well, going back to it again, Rudy being out, the Jazz suffering a couple of losses. I think they went like, well, I think they were one and four with him out of the lineup or whatever. I so. And this is the other thing with the Jazz. Like, I will say that about any previous Jazz season where we had Mitchell and Gobert as the one two punch on their team. But other than this year, whereas Rudy has taken a huge step and a huge role, like, he's playing big minutes. He's. He's grabbing, I think, like 15, 16. Like, he's grabbing rebounds like he played in the 90s. Like, if he had, like, 35 minutes a game in the 90s. And it at, at first, it looked like the DPOY was running away with Green. I feel like it's a closer matchup now between the sure. two of them. Because you know, of the injury. If you're a, yeah, if you're a betting guy, I feel like it's kind of close at this point. But, yeah, no, I think I've I've said it before. Rudy Gobert makes that team different for good and worse. For better yeah. and for worse, rather. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay. Uh, guards, like we said, were pretty easy. Forwards, I have to make an adjustment, I think, with this green injury. Um, because, I mean, uh, there, there's the the spoiler, I guess. LeBron and Jokic are starters. Um, LeBron and Jokic are starters, yeah, yeah. for me, too. Yeah, yeah. No, I, don't, I got nothing else to say uh, yeah. about that. Jokic, it, Jokic is Jokic, and LeBron is LeBron. Yeah, congratulations. We we know their names. Uh, but Draymond Green was my third forward initially. But with this injury, uh, I got to say, I think it was already close. But right now, I'm going to put Gobert as the air quote third forward. Gobert and, and Jokic, really? Yeah, it's going to be. I mean, it's terrible, like, in terms of, like, starting. Uh, that's not it's not great for anybody. But who should get that starting spot? Well, I'll tell you what. It's only between two centers. Yeah, Gobert and Cat, right? Right. Yeah. Well, that's funny that you mentioned that because my hot take was that Draymond Green was my starter. I felt right. that was a hot take because I was – but the way I looked at this when I made this list was I looked at, okay, all-stars like sometimes can just be a popularity contest, the Absolutely. field of players and everything. I'm just going to I'm just gonna try to do this more like an all-NBA basis. Like, okay, best players, like – Give me them. Teams that are doing the best. Guys, reason that those teams are doing well. 
Um, you know, I look at some guys that are stat padding and I'm like, okay, you know, those are terrible stats. Like I'm not going to, I like, I try to read past just the points per game, you know, the, and all that other stuff. So with that being said, I looked at Draymond and I looked at his metrics and I looked at his, you know, how good the Warriors are, how Clay comes back and he's still the second best player in the Warriors. Right. Like he was my starter for the all-star game. And up until, up until like, what was it? Like five six days ago he was still my starter in the all-star game yeah me as well I, I think what came down to it was the injury that might kind of kill uh his all-star not his all-star bid but his all-star chances of like playing in the actual game uh but we'll see we'll see hopefully it's not that severe Draymond was uh like I said my fifth guy because to me he is the DPOY I think he had that locked up initially again Injury and time missed is, I think, sadly, what's going to decide it mm. because it'll become a two-horse. Eh, I say a two-horse race. I'll throw Giannis in as the third. Giannis is, yeah. Um, yeah, he's always going to be there, and I think. In- incredible that he is right back in the thick of things as not only MVP but DPOY as well. He's a perennial MVP and Defensive Player of the Year at this point of his career. We just got to take that as it is. That's that's insane to say, yeah. uh, but good for him. And, yeah, now we're moving to – our bench. We got two bench guards. Uh, well, I said Draymond Green. Are we just going to leave it at that? Because I would disagree with the Gobert sub out, and I would go Cat. Okay. You're going Cat. Okay. Because okay. I think because I think this is by far the best Cat season we've seen. Efficiently, he's doing the best. He's scoring in the paint a lot more. Um, Rebounding-wise, it's not as great, but, I mean, like, they also have a much more athletic team. He's not just, like, he's not the designated rebounder for that team to set off their offenses. True. Like, but... He's more or less like handling the ball. Like I, he's, he's I, I. This is the best cat season I think we've seen. He also in a lineup with those guys, those other four people. I think cat makes the most sense too. Sure. Yeah. Exactly. If you're going from a construction standpoint, absolutely. Yeah. They're sitting at 22 and 22 at the moment, tied with the Lakers for what amounts to be the seventh seed. Yeah, I think the team is the best it has been. Uh, aside from when Jimmy was there, when Butler was there for the T-Wolves, uh, they look really good. He's been really good. I think Cat's still leaving too much on the table in the defensive ends. But with that said, he's been terrific. And if he wasn't doing his Jokic impression every game, he would have a couple more assists and look like a better passer than what his actual stats show. So when I went ahead and recorded my list, I'm just going to go ahead and pencil Draymond Green as a starter, and that's hilarious because then that means we both have the same five in Absolutely. the, in the yep. West. Yeah. yeah. And then just to read off the bench, yeah, Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns both make it on my bench. Same. So, so yeah. there we go. So now we're down three forward. Do you want to go into the bench guards now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, okay, I guess we should, before we get to bench guards, let's just say our third forward. Uh Oh, just get out of the way. Yeah, we only—I mean, we only got one guy left. I had Paul George. Really, you still voted him in? So, and again, so this was at the making of this list, um, with some flexibility, obviously, with the time that we have. I had Paul George thinking he was going to come back, but of course, he had a setback with the ligament injury. Yeah, it's at, a couple more weeks, isn't it? Now, yeah, at, at least. Well, there's a chance he might be essentially shut down. Oh. Which and then there, I mean, that was a rumor from over a week ago now that the Clippers could be shopping, which would predominantly mean uh, Morris, Reggie Jackson, uh, and guys like that. But if they shut down, but if PG presumably is back, 
for the All-Star game. Yeah, he was my third forward. Yeah, I didn't consider him, which was tough because with a lot of these players, I considered, like, games played or I tried not to consider games played, you know. But, like, I knew that Paul George was out currently and there was a chance that he wasn't going to be back for All-Star, for the All-Star break, or at least in time to make an impact before All-Star break. So I was like, you know what, I think he's one of the people that I will leave out. Everyone else I tried to, like, because of COVID protocols and, like, health and safety stuff, it's like, if you have 25 games played yet at this point of the season, I'm not going to sit there and say it's like, okay, you missed a ton of time. You know what I mean? So, right. I, did, I didn't consider him for my roster. Okay. Uh, with that being the case, who is your third forward off the bench? One with the uh, three centers as my forwards. One with DeAndre oh. Ayton. Oh, my. Okay. Yeah, DeAndre Ayton. How many times are we just going to sit there? So, how many times are we going to sit there and be like, it's not impressive that you're shooting 67% from the field? And you're averaging a double-double. I mean, that's a good question. I think we could ask Rudy Gobert that exact same question. Yeah, right. Um, since he's doing that just slightly better. Slightly better. Slightly better, sure. But here's the thing. The Suns, I think, are the best team in the NBA. And they deserve to have multiple All-Stars for it. I, if I have DeAndre Ayton in there, I think that is, 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 you know, speaks for itself when we get to the guards and stuff like that. But uh, here's my other thing. Like, when I look at the competition and the the land of players that are out there, I didn't want to pick a center. But there's so many good Western Conference centers and not a lot of good Western Conference forward. I'm not going to throw Andrew Wiggins in there over DeAndre Ian, who I think is much, much more valuable to his team. Interesting. So, Interesting. so, so that, that's just my take. That's my take. I, I'm, I'm actually surprised. I thought you would have been a Wiggins guy finally, but you're not. No, I'm not a Wiggins guy. Uh, I respect what Wiggins has done, but as you pointed out, I mean, I've got Steph and Draymond ahead of Wiggins in terms of importance to that team. Sure. And Golden State, just finding a way to make everyone in that system look good truly any given game at times. Of course, now Curry uh, is in a slump and Green being hurt clearly matters. Uh, not only to Curry, but that team at large. So, it's difficult. If Wiggins, Wiggins is, doesn't have time on his side, unfortunately, for selections, but if he were to, like, just go on a tear, that would help his campaign. Yeah, I need to see, like, a week, like, he wins player of the week, or he's, like, top two or three considerations for Western Conference player of the week right before right. All-Star game, and then his average has got to bump up. But even at that, I'm just like, okay, I'm really going to vote in a guy that's 18, 4-4, four and four, over a guy that is probably the third or fourth, probably the third or fourth best center in the M- in the Western Conference. Right, I, I I understand the logic. I think if it actually worked out that way, you had three centers off the bench, that'd be incredible. Yeah, it's basically my team. And hey, listen, I we 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 started to think that the real NBA was small ball, but the truth is, it's big ball with small skills. You know, what I mean, like we want centers, we want guys like Mobley, we want guys like Aiton. Guys that have, like, you know, Anthony Davis being probably the start of all of this. Like, is that the answer? I don't know. Like, you can run Draymond Green at your five, or I can run a, a, a five that's seven foot that can play guard as well. It's like, what if I just have a bigger version of Draymond Green? Mm. We can call him a center, but he's really not. Like, Evan Mobley, we can sit there and call him a center, but he's really not. We can call Jokic a center, he's really not, because both these guys are playmakers. Right, they do more, and that's just the evolution of the center position. But I think going to the guards, this makes it a little bit more interesting. Um, so, as I said before, with the original list, Ja became a starter now, which means Donovan Mitchell is my one guard off the bench. My second guard, 
have Chris Paul. No way, because you can't count Luka as a forward, can you? No, I'm not counting Luka as a forward. He's off the team. Is or he's there are wild cards. I forgot about have, the wild we cards. We still have wild cards to get to. We still which have we wild will. cards. But to to, to designate because I feel like when we do this, like wild cards are the okay, you just barely got in kind of thing, and right. we select the guards, right? Right. I mean, yeah, it's it's best of the best. Uh, there is a ranking know. system to it, almost. Essentially, yeah, in a way, in a way. I mean, career wise, thankfully, uh, it doesn't matter when you get picked in like in all-star game status um it just says you're an all-star that year so, so, so I, give, and i'm okay with that so give me your explanations to your guards versus luca who is like so my my guards just just to get it out there i also went with chris paul sure okay and i also and i said luca okay so then yeah my campaign comes down to uh donovan mitchell and the reason why i'm taking donovan mitchell over uh luca uh, in part is record and games played. Okay. So, Luca at the making of my list had only played twenty four games, uh, whereas Mitchell played thirty five. I think at the time, Mitchell's now up to forty games this season. So he's basically played everything. Uh, the Mavs were able to stay afloat when Luca was out for a decent stretch, and I was told all of last year. And got to watch how bad the Mavs were without Luka. So when he's now out and you're staying relative in the Western Conference, that to me is saying that Luka's not as impactful as he was made out to be. Uh, can I can I twist this argument on yourself? Sure, I, sure, I'm sure, sorry, sure. I'm putting you in a corner here. Really tough. No, but let's hear it. Let's hear it. John ja Morant, he missed about five to ten games, and the Grizzlies, I think, lost one game. Grizzlies, to your point, in reference to John ja Morant missing time and the Grizzlies succeeding, the Grizzlies went on an insane three-point shooting split during that run, and their defense was next level against not-so-great opponents because well, they got to feast on the Thunder a little bit. Okay, and they got to feast on the Rockets a little bit. I'm not to, and, and I'm a huge Grizzlies guy, so I'm not to take away from what that team did. But Jaw came back. The team's defense didn't fall off from where it presently was. The offense got better, and John Morant got better. Okay, I just figured it was worth saying because when I think of the example of you know your best player is out and the team's still doing well, the For number sure. one example I turn to is the Grizzlies during that stretch. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, no, the Grizzlies have been absolutely terrific, uh, shattering expectations, and that's why, on top of his play, Jaw's definitely a starter. I just think Mitchell, the Jazz are still, I think at this time, the third seed. The Grizz overtook them, so I think it's Suns, Warriors, Grizz, Jazz. Uh, and then there's a, like a slow bit of a drop-off. So, yeah, I've been punishing Luka for time missed. Also, he's just been below expectations. I mean, but Luca's expectations is like already all time expectations. Like you can't help but see that the guy's still putting up numbers, and without him, the team. I mean, like yeah, the team's doing well. But this is here's the underlying argument of all this: is Kristaps Porzingis is playing like Kristaps Porzingis is paid to play. You know, what I mean, absolutely. Like he's at, he's he's finally up over twenty points per game. He's aggressive. He's going to the rim. Like he's going to the line. Like he's doing things that the like in this new like system with Jason Kidd that is working for him whereas with Rick Carlisle wasn't right and there's definitely that's definitely a conversation uh because Jason Kidd who was a laughing stock of a coach 
uh, not two years ago as a head coach, I should say. Obviously, he his success with L.A. as an assistant. Um, yeah, the defense is good. Presently, the Mavericks are a top-10 defensive team. I don't really know how that is, but they're finding a way. They're and they and they play Jalen Brunson a lot. That's a, that's another I mean, thing. And Jalen Brunson isn't even like the weakest guy. Like mm-hmm. it's Luca who was horrendous on defense to start the year because again, he was playing out of shape and was below expectations. But in the past 5 games where or excuse me, I think in the past 8 games, they're 7 and 1 and Luca's been back for 5 of those games. Mm-hmm. Um his shooting splits are still not pretty, but his defense has improved, and you're still getting the same playmaking and shot creating. Yeah, I think it's just going to ebb and flow when it comes to like his defensive game, and it does depend on like him being in shape. Obviously, midway through the season, you start to see him starting to get more stops because he's playing himself into shape, and he's one of those guys. It's like, okay, during the months of July through September, just don't talk to me. I'm going to be back home just being the biggest person in – my country like it's slovenia right if i'm not mistaken yes yes it's slovenia yeah um, like i don't know i mean I'm, maybe i'm not supposed to know anybody else in slovenia but <laughs> i'm sure there's some slovenians that don't know anybody else besides luka Doncic. so like I, he seems like the biggest person in that country so it, i i don't blame him for like not taking the offseason as seriously but maybe he needs to start spending some of his summers in like texas yeah i mean j- you gotta sweat it out man he's drinking too much iced tea yeah um and that was a thing the, it, yeah it, it sweet tea excuse me sweet tea uh and he's hookah Doncic. like that was uh, yeah, the, whole the, thing. yeah like, the hookah bar yeah yeah like i'm sorry he came into camp 260 mm-hmm. i'm not saying luca is not an athlete he absolutely is but it coincides directly to him being below expectations the past two seasons he has been an mvp candidate he was one of Vegas's favorites for MVP. Two years in a row. Two years in a row. And he is nowhere to be found in MVP candidacy. Mm-hmm. Like last year, media members were trying to force him on top. Even a stretch for this season, it's like, well, he's averaging 25, 8, and 8. And it's like, those are really nice counting stats, but I'm looking at efficiency. I'm looking at how Jalen Brunson is playing incredibly. Porzingis is earning his paycheck. Kid's system is actually working. And, the, and they were staying afloat without him. I'm not saying they're nearly as good without him. However, we can't say the Mavericks supporting cast is so trash anymore because they're not, like, bottoming out. There are more examples around the league of teams lo- losing their best player and they just completely just crash. And that just wasn't the case for the Mavericks. So, I'll say this. Luca has been and will continue to get punished by me in terms of his all-star ranking and where I have him according to this season because he has still not made expectations. And if he's not going to like gear towards that, I have to dock points for that. I'm going to go with the side of this is his third year now. Um, right. he's three, he's, he's got three professional years under him. And we are already considering him one of the best guards, if not best players, in the NBA. Absolutely. Uh, we've already compared him to future Hall of Famers. It, it's almost guaranteed at this point that he's a future Hall of Famer. I mean, after he hit that shot against the Clippers, I think that a lot of people were penciling him into their ballots. Like, okay, whenever he's eligible, there he is. We're just going to leave him right there. 
Um, so I feel like you just give him time. He'll figure it out. He's super young. I don't want it to be like he just tries to take everything from Harden, including the gain in weight, because the, you know, the isolation, the how I play, playing in, in Texas at the same time, and now all of a right. sudden they're both thick. I don't know. They're, and look, I mean, that's just it. They're both incredible players, both Harden and Doncic. And to your point, this is his fourth NBA season. He's already a two-time All-NBA guy. Already in MVP candidacy, he was my pick last year for MVP because I thought the Mavs could at least get the four seed right around there and be in the conversation. Uh, But if you can't keep up with that, and it's basically by your own volition, it's not necessarily injury, it's not the Mavs are so bad, you have no chance. It's really just on Luka. I feel like you got to dock some points. I hear that he's playing himself back into shape, and he definitely has been better. I mean, the past two weeks he's made me look like a fool. With that said, we still got more time to go. I I, I feel like we can sit here and debate him for a while, like I like about roster construction around him, and uh, you know, Kristaps Porzingis' contract, and you know what the Mavericks have going for them. But I think we should just move on. Right, yeah, let's get to wild cards. All right, so we already went through our guards. So basically the only difference between you and I is you're a little little lower on Luka, a little higher on Mitchell. Yeah, so I'm a little bit higher on Mitchell. You're a little higher on Luka. I have have DeAndre Ayton in there. You have um, three centers. I have have DeAndre Ayton, Rudy Gobert, and Carl Anthony Towns. You have... Your third forward off the bench was? I had Paul George. Paul George. So we had Cat and Gobert in common, and I had Paul George, yeah. Okay, my wild cards are, so I was debating between two players, one of them being Donovan Mitchell and the other being DeJounte Murray. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's tough for me to, to like reward a player for winning for an all-star game. Right. But that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to reward the winning jazz player over DeJounte Murray. Okay. Uh, I love everything that he's doing. I remember in, when me and my buddy Frank, we were, you know, we were doing our fantasy basketball draft. I was like, yo, like Murray could be a triple-double threat, and he plays some defense. I think we should draft him. And he's like, first pick? Nah, I don't know if that's a good thing because it's a keeper league. We keep two right. players, so it's technically right. the third round. So I was just like, no, nah, I think we should jump on. We didn't do it. We drafted Donovan Mitchell, actually, ironically enough. And fantasy-wise, Donovan Mitchell is not as great as a player. But I th- I'm i going to reward the Jazz winning, and I'm going to reward Donovan Mitchell still being a very efficient 25 game. You know, his his assists have gone up a little bit. Yeah, I mean, he came into the league as a defensive prospect. Like, coming out of Louisville. Yeah, mm-hmm. Louisville. Uh, he was a defensive prospect. He Not too dissimilar from... Davion Mitchell uh, in Sacramento, in all honesty. Like, he came in as a defensive-minded guard, uh, and Mitchell's offense obviously took off. His athleticism was criminally underrated, especially coming out of college. I think he has so much of a load to carry on offense, and I, I likewise, I am rewarding that. Uh, but I think defensively he has taken more of a – I don't want to say a step back, but there are some serious inconsistencies. Gobert actually just kind of – sneak system essentially uh saying that booker really commits to the system and defense talking about devin booker for the suns and he didn't think to include his teammates so it may or may not be anything uh but with that said i think mitchell is just 
he's asked to do so much. So yeah, I, I completely agree with he had to make your team. Right. Uh, so I'm glad he made the team. Right. Yeah, I, I I think that it would have been a super insult to have him off, even though DeJounte Murray's numbers look really good. It at the end of the day, what he's doing does not equate to winning in the Spurs, like they have been decently healthy. Maybe their team is just not good. Maybe Keldon Johnson shouldn't have been on Team USA. Maybe they ah, should have moved that's on. That's different. Maybe they that's should have moved on to from Thad Young quicker. Um, they do know. need to move from Thad Young. I I, I don't. That know. man needs to be on a contending team. I mean, but you could say the same thing about Jakob Pertl. He's like, this is true. Based on screen assist, and you and I were going in. You sent me that article and stuff. Like, like I've recorded this. This is on the internet. I'm the biggest Jakob Pertl fan in the world. But the Spurs don't win games, and their best player is DeJounte Murray, and the expectations for your best player should be a little bit higher. And that's that. I, so he's off, but my other guard, or my other wild card is a guard, it's Booker. Okay, okay. Yeah. So I got three sons on my bench. Right, okay. And, and so we're in agreement, essentially, when it comes to Booker. Um, we can talk about him in a second, obviously, the, the sons. So, again, like about two and a half, almost three weeks ago, when I did these all-star picks with uh, my group on spaces, I left Luca off my ballot completely and had DeJounte Murray. Did you get fried? Oh, like, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, w- I, was met- I knew it was a hot take, but I said, listen, guys, I'm coming in with slander, and I came in with slander, and I was slandering Luka Doncic. I can no longer legitimately slander Doncic the same way I did two and a half, three weeks ago. So Doncic is on my wild card ballot, and Murray's first one off. We can call and him yeah. like we we'll call him like the the best snub. Yeah, I was gonna say. So I've got s- technically three now, but two honorable mentions that we can get into uh, briefly. But and then Booker. Uh, Booker's obvious, and Booker's been on a tear. Booker has a legitimate case for being over Chris Paul, and many Suns fans would probably agree. Yeah, yeah, no, I and Booker. See, this thing about Chris Paul is like. He's only averaging like 14 and 10, right? But it, the value of those 10 assists, I, I think, are they go beyond measure. They're immeasurable. Um, Booker, at times, looks like he's one of the five best players in the league this year. Sometimes he doesn't. But the truth is, and I think you already alluded to, I think he's figured it out defensively, and he's no longer taking those bad shots that he thinks are bad shots, or not that he thinks, that we think are bad shots. Right. Like, we're starting to see, like, him pass out of things, find the better, like, be patient. I think we started seeing that last year in the playoffs, and for once in his career, he has, like, expectations on himself. Like, last year, we could sit there and say that the Suns had expectations since they were the two seed, but, I mean, the fact that they figured that out so quickly with Chris Paul – it was was you know that was mesmerizing because that's what I thought last year would have been was figure it out year but they made it to the finals and right. now they're coming back into this year like hey like we we have a chip on our shoulder people we have a target on our back like we got to figure it out and or they already have it figured out we just have to go out there and perform and they're the best team in the league and I mean who's the best player on the Suns in your opinion? So I still. Best most, indi- best individual player is Booker. Most best, valuable. Most valuable, I still say, is Chris Paul. I agree. And it really is no disrespect to Booker. I think Booker has shown the growth in the past three years, I would say, more so before Chris Paul got there, because he had that season where he had no point guard to really rely on. He was running the offense. You know, he stacked up 
on turnovers, getting like four a game, but he was the lead playmaker and facilitator. And to me, that's what really took his game to the next level because we knew 25 a night from this guy was a pretty safe bet. But it wasn't resulting in winning, and he wasn't finding guys to help make them better. But now he can do that, to your point. He is buying more on the defense, especially because he has the help now that can help him on defensive assignments, whether that's DeAndre Ayton looming under the rim or Mikel Bridges who can take the best you know, offensive player on the other side. So Booker's in a better position to succeed. I think he is truly a world-class talent offensively. Uh, I just think CP, to your point, it's deeper than 14 and 10. CP3's defense has not fallen off a cliff like it probably should at his age. Uh, and his leadership and communication skills are truly second to none. So it, it's it's extremely close. If you had Booker off your bench, I don't think there's really a case for Booker starting in the All-Stars, which is wild to say considering, as you said, they're the best team in the league. Yeah, I mean, no Suns are starting, but, I mean, I got three of them on my bench. They're the best team in the league. I'm going to leave it at that. Right. Uh, so biggest snub for both of us, DeJounte Murray, I guess, right? Yeah, DeJounte Murray, I, I love dearly. I made the campaign f- that he could be a wild card guy because I think the Spurs have do not have the help around him uh, to help him succeed, to get into more serious contention. They're still fighting it for the like that last spot for the play-in, <clears throat> and the West is pretty weak this year with essentially three openly tanking teams. So the Spurs have a shot, but it's a slim one, and yeah, to your point, they're not winning. Uh, despite, you know, Raptors, Golden Child, Yaka Pirtle playing a lot. Uh, but Keldon Johnson's missed a little bit of time. And I remember uh, Murray had played the the Sixers the night that we were doing these spaces in discussion. And Murray had, like, a, a very clean 27 and was clearly the second best player on the floor, if not for Embiid. So I was like, this guy deserves a shout-out. And San Antonio just completely gets ignored by media on a constant basis. Yeah, well, if they were, even if they had, you know, you take their record and you flip it around, their losses become their wins, their wins become their losses, and they have like a 600 record or they're, you know, vying for fourth place in the Western Conference, right. then they would right. still be ignored, probably. Yeah, yeah, that's that's just it. Even when they were championship contenders, right? they're like third fiddle. Like mm-hmm. they're not, they're really, they're, they're the bass player of that band um, that is the Western Conference. So yeah, Murray is my, First honorable mention. My second one is, and I I hope I don't get chuckles here. This shouldn't be a complete surprise. It's my boy. It's Desmond Bain. Desmond Bain? Uh, no, you don't get any chuckles from me for that. Uh, I think that's hot. I think that's really hot. But not not to the point where I'm sitting here ready to criticize you because he really stepped up and he's looking like a, a very – like if Drew Holiday can be a, a contender to make the Easter All-Stars, like Desmond Bain for sure can be a contender for the Western All-Stars. Yeah, and, and I do want to keep it here. Like, he is an honorable mention. He's not making the team. The Grizzlies are extremely deep and successful, and Desmond Bain is a big part of it, but not obviously not the only part. I mean, John Morant's more important to that Grizzlies team, and certainly the case, especially in the defensive end, Jaron Jackson Jr. is more important to that team. Mm-hmm. So if Bain is the third fiddle on, on that team, I just think he's been sensational. Uh, you know I've been a huge Desmond Bain fan since TCU days. It was a crying shame watching that draft night. I remember we were in Philly together and watched it, and I was furious that I saw Bain continue to fall. The Sixers didn't trade back in to get him. That would have been nice for as a fan. But I'm glad the Grizzlies took a shot on him because I knew he'd be successful, and he's even better than I expected. 
I watched the Cavaliers draft Anthony Bennett, and I also heard Bill Simmons lose his mind while doing so. Right. So two things I love in that, Bill Simmons and Cleveland. One thing I hate in that, Anthony Bennett. And it's a terrible <laughs> memory. Yeah. I get two of the three things going well for me, and it's, a, it's still one of the worst memories of my – so, yeah, when it comes to NBA draft woes, I get you. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, like, I think Desmond Bain's a good a good choice as far as your guy going in. I didn't really come up with a deep list of snubs for the Western Conference. The other thing is the Western Conference really isn't that deep with, with as deep with the talent as the Eastern Conference is. It's the injuries. I mean, yeah. notice Anthony Davis and Kawhi Leonard are not here. Yep. yep. I mean, Paul it, George isn't there for me. Right, exactly. Yeah, and that, there's time missed there for sure. AD... Yeah, I know. I he just he can't. Twenty two and eleven. I mean, I know he's the worst jump shooter in the league, actually statistically, until he went out. But I mean, the Sp- the Lakers are having a roster where it's like him, LeBron, and AD and Russ. You know, right? It's like what is what is AD going to do other than try to turn himself into a stretch five? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, the Lakers are a hot mess uh, that are worthy of being talked about, but not today. Yeah, AD couldn't make it, and obviously Kawhi's out. So if, if Kawhi's here, a roster spot could be gone. So it's nice that we can reward some guys that may not make the cut, whether that is a DeAndre Ayton. I mean, one of the Suns probably get cut anyway, whether it's Paul or Booker. Yeah, that's about – I mean, yeah. go. I can't even say – probably Cat. Maybe, Kat, probably maybe Gobert. The, yeah, I, I would say Gobert over Cat. Right. But, but that's just well, – that was my opinion. I would take probably uh, – for my team, I would take Ayton off before anybody right 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 right. and then guards wise i'd probably take i'll try it'd be either paul or booker and then we'd be having that debate right and that yeah that's something else yeah all right and to recap our western conference all-stars for this season i've got steph curry john moran as my starting backcourt lebron james draymond green Nikola Jokic as my starting five to fill out for forwards i reciprocate the same lineup and for our bench, I've got Donovan Mitchell, Chris Paul as my backcourt, followed by Paul George, Carl Anthony Towns, and Rudy Gobert. And the big differences I have in that lineup so is just add in DeAndre Ayton, take out um, Paul George, games right. played, and then uh, that's pretty much it. I mean, like we had our differences on our guards as far as like who do we like more. But I had the same guys outside of you. We both had Booker and Paul. Uh, you're a little higher on Mitchell than you were on um, Luca, and that's about it. Right? Yeah, Luca fell to my wild card with Booker, yeah, as opposed to Mitchell, and it was just vice versa for us. So, yeah, shout out to those Western Conference All Stars. Voting is going to come in soon, so I'm very much looking forward to it. Shout out to Dejounte Murray and Desmond Bain for being there and. Almost, almost there. You know, one more injury or one more COVID protocol. You know, a safe COVID protocol yes. or a safe injury. I'm not wishing anything, but they're in there. Right, exactly. And I mean, there's could be guys that just straight up sit anyway for All Star games anyway. Maybe, so, maybe. Who knows? Maybe they could be participating in you know after voting. So we will see. All right, that'll do it for the inaugural episode of Not Just Dribble. Thank you all for tuning in. Next time, Cody and I will be going over our Eastern Conference All Stars. Until then. Stay in your game.